I'm trying to read this and I can't do it with you doing that. With your incessant caterwauling. When police found Carlos Cruz Archivira? Wait! I can read it. Archivira, dead near his home last Veterans Day. He was lying face down in a ditch, shot multiple times in the head. Beside him were truck stuck in the mud. Later, the 60-year-old Army veteran's car was found several... You know what? You probably should have kept singing. It would have made the story better. <laughs> That's odd. Okay. Lame. All right. Lame. Wrong. Wrong. It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. Anomalous. An anomalous. Anomalous. We are the wretched refuse. We're underdogs. We're mutts. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Something seriously wrong with us. Welcome back, everybody. We weren't, well, we were supposed to have a show with Ten- Timothy Renner this week from Strange Familiars. Cause I say, and now he'll I never be on again. No, he will. We just couldn't. <laughs> we both had busy weeks and we, we really you couldn't think? come up with a topic. And um, so I bugged him last night. And I'm like, so are you coming on still? And what are we going to talk about? And it was kind of like crickets. And so we just mutually agreed to wait until we had a more solid groundwork for him to come on the show. But the main reason he was going to come on is, um, his show switched over to a new server and a new so hosting service, much like ours did a couple of years ago. So he's like, what do I do? How do I handle this? You guys went through this. I'm like, let everybody know ahead of time before it happens. Like we did, like we didn't know when our server was going to change. It just happened. It was just like, well, no more show. Everybody go to here now. Mm. Um, but fortunately we, we got most of our people back. So um, I'm like, let everybody know, put it show in both feeds, blah, blah, blah. And then when you do the switch over, but apparently he's not having an issue with it. So if you are a Good. listener of that show, I promised him I would put this out there because Tim's our boy, that if you are a listener of his show, and if you're a listener of Strange Familiars, he, and you can't get his show, it's not gone. He just moved over to Podbean. He moved to a new service and he, you have to like resubscribe to his show. I'm not sure if there's a new link up or whatever. I think iTunes handled it all pretty well for the most part. But uh, yeah, that. And if you hear a fan in crickets, that's because I'm sitting by the window and there's a fan going because in Michigan, it's like 85 degrees with humidity right now. And it is hot as balls. And um, balls. it's really hard to set up Halloween stuff and get all into the Halloween spirit <laughs> when you're sweating your ass off every day. It's hot as balls. It's Halloweeny time. Yeah. Ah. Well, I've already started putting Halloween stuff out, which I've caught some crap for. Why? You know, like, because I, I don't know. Like, you know, it's not even October yet. But, you know. You you see people putting Christmas stuff up like like the first day of November, November first. There's lights Dude, outside. You know, it's before that. I saw Christmas stuff already at Michael's. Yeah. Uh, so well, no. What, what's being? It's different when it's sold at the store, but when people actually start putting it outside, that's the difference. Yeah, we got fucking hillbillies here that haven't taken their Christmas lights down in like twenty yeah, just years. Early. Yeah. Whereas me, I'm I'm slowly but surely starting to put Halloween stuff up outside. I got some lights going a little bit. I got my Halloween village all set up, my Department 56 Halloween village, mm. which I have no shame in saying that I have. Um, got a whole bunch of it sitting in the attic waiting for you. I know. Me, we want to get out there. We're, we're trying so hard to figure out how we're going to fit this in. 
which brings up you just having your surgery last week because Monday. mine's coming up. And so anyhow, yeah. yes, you had a, a three-inch gash put into your belly button because a large alien creature bursted out of you or something. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll that go with that, good that effect. On a scale of one to ten, one being, you know, a shiatsu massage and ten being having nails driven into your face like Hellraiser. Why is my computer doing all this weird stuff now? Go ahead. You're good. Keep talking. I, uh, How much yes. pain are you in? <laughs> right at the moment, I'm probably a three. Really? Yeah. What are they giving you for pain? Uh, they gave me Percocet, but I'm not taking any of no, it. No, Percocet's probably bad for you. <laughs> nah, it, it makes me nauseous and makes me sweat, sweat like a whore in church. So I sweat like birth. a whore in church. <laughs> I can't do it. It's just bad. They gave me one before I left the hospital, and I was like, nope, not doing this again. So I've been taking ibuprofen and Tylenol. We're gonna have one weekend where we don't post a show because I'm not going to be here, and you're not gonna you're gonna not gonna be around either. Let's get all this started here. We're going to do some biblical jackass to get the show going. Uh, um, and we're going to kick it off with DMX. But I, I have to have you read DMX. Of course you do. Oh. DMX spent Monday night at a Chili's in St. Louis Lambert International Airport preaching the good word of the Lord while handing out shots. Yeah, this is in January reports. 24th. <laughs> yeah, it's not that long ago. The rapper had performed at the, what is that, Chavez Arena and e, with E-40, Scarface, and more as part of the all-star of hip-hop tour the night before. Monday night, found him in the airport bar speaking of his relationship with God and, according to eyewitnesses, purchasing shots for himself and those with whom he was speaking. Because if you're going to get drunk, you got to get drunk with the Lord. You won't know what God is willing to do uh, for you until you're in a situation where you need him to do it for you, he tells his drinking buddies, according to the video of the incident. So I praise God for my difficult situations because it is the situations that I become aware of what God is willing to do for me. I know that what God is capable of doing, but I won't know what he's willing to do for me until I need him to do it for me. That's a huh? that's stupid <laughs> talk if I've ever heard it. DMX is no stranger to difficult situations. In July, the rapper whose real name is Earl Simmons, doesn't sound real tough, does it? was charged with 14 tax fraud-related counts. Prosecutors allege he owes some $1.7 million in taxes dating back to 2000. He faces 44 years if convicted on all counts and was placed on house arrest. So what's he doing down at... No, never mind. <laughs> what's he doing at the airport? Drinking. DMX, motherfucker. <laughs> then in August, DMX made headlines again when he traveled to St. Louis without permission from the court, a violation of his bail. He soon left house arrest and entered rehab after failing a drug test. Shocker, where he has remained, though he has he was he has been allowed to travel for performances. Probably not a good idea. House arrest wasn't working for me, <laughs> so I made a decision to do something positive and better myself. Better I myself to the airport to... bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm trying to stay clean. Let's have shots and preach uh, the word of the Lord. Good God. Jesus ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> right? Rudolph! <laughs> this most recent trip to St. Louis could have consequences for the rapper as well. According to Z TMZ, DMX's lawyer, Murray Richmond. Uh, that's a white name if I've ever heard one. Oh, I'm Murray Richmond. I'm your white attorney. <laughs> then now, I understand that you as a colored man are probably being discriminated against. Wow. <laughs> Express surprise at the reports that the rapper was drinking here in St. Louis as DMX is supposed to be to be traveling with his sober coach. He was buying shots with his coach. <laughs> it seems possible that reports of his drinking could complicate his legal troubles. Eh, of course, why not? 
Not to mention any attempts he is making to achieve sobriety. Yeah, there's that whole not drinking thing that kind of meddles with sobriety. Luckily, as he says, God has his back in times of trouble. God ain't right. t- <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. God's not going to give you shit when you're drinking. Watch the video captured at the bar All below right. and pray for DMX if it's I'm, your thing. I'm going to hit play. It's, it's coming from TMZ. So, oh, my God, it's loud. You might need the cancer removed from your body. You might need a stress situation all day where someone else will need something else. Dude, everything went south for this cat. You won't know what God is willing to do for you until you've been in a situation where you need him to do it for you. Yeah, well, of course because he is. In these situations, and I become DMX. aware of what God is willing Earl. to do for me. He he made a I know what God is doing. All right, I'm killing it. It's too loud for me. And, dude, like, you need to keep, like, a five-foot distance from that dude because he's just going off, like, yeah. wild gesticulating hand gestures. He's loud. That's By the way, get. yeah. Uh, Jim, down in Orlando, we are doing another show of us just reading the internet, so you probably don't want to listen anymore. He, really? he was like, I don't... I, but Jim, one of our listeners, long listener, yep. known the guy for a while, he's like, I usually don't listen to interview shows. I don't, I don't do your ramble cast because I just don't want to have the internet read to me. Well, sir, that's not going to happen here. Wow. Moving on with even more biblical jackass. Since we are having DMX praising Jesus Christ as he was drunk, Jesus Christ decided to break into a pizza hut because, hey, as is, as everybody knows by now, Project Archivist has become all about the pizza. This is Jesus Christ, and I just broke into a pizza hut. North Carolina man's 911 confession. This is coming from www.wbir.com 10 News. It's a legit story, folks. Mm. Uh, and then the following caption, this is Jesus Christ, and I just broke into a pizza hut, which is what I just read. 46-year-old Richard Lee Quintero told dispatchers around 4.30 a.m., Jesus is here. He's back to earth. I just broke and had broken and had pizza. I'm Jesus, which is the third time that I've just read the same mm. damn thing in different yes. wording. Repetition. <laughs> repetition is repetitious. High Point, North Carolina, which I've already stated. A Greensboro man claiming to be Jesus Christ, which I've already said four times now, said yes. he broke into a pizza hut four times as well. Wednesday morning and called 911, second time. He said he was starving to death. Yes, He's this Jesus. is Jesus Christ. Wait, oh, there's a, there's a link where I can click. I think that's audio. Hold on. It is audio of it. Uh, 46-year-old Richard Lee Quintero told dispatchers around 4.30, Jesus in here, he's back to earth. I just broke into a pizza hut. I am Jesus. We've established that. Quintero Quintero admitted to breaking into a pizza hut on North Main Street, saying he ate pizza and drank Mountain Dew. So, just to be clear, if nobody's got it at this point, this guy broke into a pizza hut, claimed he was Jesus, ate pizza, and called 911, because I know the story hasn't been very descriptive about that topic. Well, now we have Mountain Dew in the mix, so now it's point. all Mountain Dew better. is, yeah, the narrative is beginning to change, which makes me question his story, because he's already mm-hmm. changing his story. Uh, when questioned by 911 dispatcher, oh, there's a 911 dispatcher link, too. Mm-hmm. Is that, I'm wondering, if I click that, will it take that's me to the a That's the 911 dispatch. Nope, that's okay. the video. Oh, you want to listen to it? Okay. It started playing on its own. Quintero, 46, told dispatchers, because I'm Jesus, I can do whatever I want. And that's how (laughs) and that he's tired of the Judases of this earth. He later said he was starving and everybody's been treating (laughs) treating me mean. Uh, High Point police said Quintero was cooperative when they arrived and arrested without further incident. Uh, Quintero was charged with felony breaking and entering and a felony larceny after breaking and entering. He uh, was put at in the high point jail under a one thousand dollar bond which is pretty low for jesus but hey let me click the dispatcher link and see what happens Uh, okay playing now let's see um oh it's taking me to another link which is not actually the video oh here it is hold on this guy is a redneck emergency Yes, this is Jesus Christ, and I just broke in. Can you hear the alarm going off? I broke the window in, and I'm here. Jesus is here now. He's back. He's back to earth. 
He's back to Earth. All right. And uh, you don't work there? <laughs> All right. No, I just broke in. Had a pizza. I'm Jesus. And what was your name again? Oh, my God. My name is Jesus. <laughs> His last What's name your is last Christ. Name, Jesus? Oh. Christ. <laughs> okay. And what do you okay. look like? Oh, my God. I look like Jesus. I look like what Jesus. What I'm supposed to look like? Just, why why did you do that? Because I'm Jesus. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> We're tired of Judas is on this earth. Gonna clean this, clean earth, this earth up. <laughs> so what are you up to? Man, where, where do you live mean? at? I don't. I'm from I heaven. Don't. I'm from heaven. We're like a How'd you get over, over to the Pizza Hut? Oh my God. I'm from heaven, sir. He's <laughs> Guys, okay. And guys, did you break a front window? So apparent. Okay. Yeah, I broke the door window, sir. <laughs> and did you eat a pizza? Oh, my yeah. God. Had a Mountain Dew. <laughs> Had a Mountain I just, Dew. I just can't. <laughs> you're going to stay uh, there. You're going to stay a there minute. for a minute? Yeah. We're about a half second apart uh, from You ain't got any weapons way. or anything on you, oh, do you? Jesus. No, Jesus I'm not violent, weapons. sir. I'm no. not violent. Jesus isn't just hungry. Yeah, I don't know, man. He flipped death. over tables and whipped people. All right, everybody's been treating me. Jesus, been from, Indiana. In town. Huh. from Indiana. I'm from Indiana. That's news, <clears throat> sir. Sir, pardon me, sir. Is, are You're you a fan of DMX, sir? Yes. Are you a fan yeah. of DMX? Okay. People keep beating me up. <laughs> people keep beating me. Where up. have you been staying at? Everywhere. Oh, I keep God. getting kicked out of places. Mm-hmm. They keep getting kicked out. Of, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like close the call out. Now. Sir. Yeah, you nobody else there with you. That explains everything. No, making oh, fun yeah. of the mentally okay. challenged. All right, all right, all right. So, um, why don't you take us to the next one? Since we're all about the pizza now. Daily um, Mail. Yep. They we're going over to the UK because they care more about our idiots than we do. Apparently, I, I think at this point we're like a fascination to the UK. So, hate all you UK listeners out there. Those Even darn colonists. <laughs> they are going through their share of issues right now, but I, I think the, the, our issues are far more humorous or terrifying to them at this point. I don't know, man. They got um, a guy named Boris who's real close to our Trump. So, uh, uh, twenty three hundred Americans hospitalized by pizza in two thousand seventeen, including some who fell out of bed reaching for a slice. Report reveals. Not going to read all that. Nope. Uh, pizza is hot, gooey, delicious, and dangerous. The Let me US say this. Con- it's going to be tremendously big and oh. tremendously wet. And, and hot. Well, don't forget hot. Yes, go ahead. Uh, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission is reminding Americans. you got to be reminded that pizza is hot. Just kill yourself. In 2017, an estimated 2,300 people had to go to the emergency room for pizza-related injuries. Oh, God. They cut themselves cutting pies, burned themselves on pizza pans, and fell in... Oh, my God. <laughs> fell in presence of pizzas. How do you... Huh? Dude, Were how do you... pulled over by the holy glory of the combination of pineapple and ham on pizza? Probably. Good for them, though. It's nice to be awe-inspired from time to time. Unless you're Asian Chuck. Yes, Asian Chuck with, oh, with pickles dude. on pizza. I, I'd eat that. Ugh, that sushi that. pizza looks terrible, though. It's not pizza. It's <clears throat> sushi. I, yes, I know. In its latest data set, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission explores every kind of unthinkable injury and reminds us that even the best things in life can be risky. Good Lord. When we talk about food safety, usually we mean how meat and produce are handled in restaurants and grocery stores. But Americans perhaps take for granted the safety and dangers of consumer side of food. In 2017, there were all manner of pizza injuries, according to one of CPSC's latest memes on its wonderfully weird Twitter account. 
The main reason that pizza sent people to the ER in 2017 were standard issue cuts and burns. Many people were also injured slipping and falling while carrying a pizza, walking into, out of, or around pizza places. That sounds dangerous, doesn't it? Even reaching for your beloved slice to accompany you while lounging can be precarious, as some victims found out when they fell from bed for the sake of pizza. The CPSC's social media ingenue, Joe Galbo, good name, says that he was unfazed by the number of pizza-related injuries his agency found. I used to get surprised by the number of injuries associated with things like pizza or books, Galbo said. But I think it's a pretty low number considering how many people eat pizza, about 3 billion pizzas a year. That's impressive. He says that despite the, their excitement, people need to take particular care when they are slicing up pie and always cut pizza with caution. That shouldn't even be a warning. Okay, hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> Do you see the picture of this guy on the page? Yeah, dude. He's smiling. Look at all the stuff around him. He looks like Trent Reznor on meth. Except Maybe. for more Ruben. I don't know. What's what's up with the – he's got eagles on both sides of his head. America. America. There's a little ATV on his shoulder. Sharks. That's a sure. card. He's got an ATV on one shoulder and a cardinal on the other. I don't know if that's supposed to represent the devil and an angel. There's a Tyrannosaurus eating a chair around him. Of course. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in this picture. I got I'm, nothing. I'm confused. No idea. I'm. I'm <sighs> I don't know. But go ahead. I don't know. Uh, Gelbo also advised to make sure you're wearing personal protection equipment. <laughs> Industry speak what? for oven mitts and an apron. And most importantly, make sure you're pe- you're eating pizza in a manner that is. That won't lead to injury. Okay. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Make sure you're eating pizza in a manner that won't lead to injury. How I don't do even you... know what that means. I don't know. On a teeter-totter? I don't know. Those safety PSA memes are themselves wacky and always good for a laugh. Galbo reminds us that there is never an... Go ahead. Say it. It do says eo tertaining. What is that? <laughs> It should say entertaining injury. Why does it say eo There's never an eo injury. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to Google that word while you're you reading. Go that. ahead. Instead, Go ahead. he said that we can look at pizza-related injuries as a reminder of surprising ways people can get hurt when we don't take simple precautions. For example, he recalls one riveting ER report about an individual who was strolling happily into a pizza parlor when disaster struck. They tripped over a mat and wound up in the ER instead of enjoying the pie they'd ordered. Yeah, there is no Google search for eotertaining. Yeah, it goes well, you know. immediately to entertaining. Or it says, did you mean edertaining? E-D-T-E-R-taining. Sure. Let's it's like our, an keep reading. That's, that's an example of how people could be creating safer spaces for themselves, Gabo says. If the mat was a little flatter or not where it was, maybe the person wouldn't have gone to the ER that day. Or they could have been paying attention and not being dumbhead. Uh, food related injuries. Yes, food related <laughs> injuries in general are a good, a good reminder that if we are more mindful about even the most mundane things, we'll be less accident prone. Hold on, hold on. I have to correct you because the correct pronunciation they have written is more mindfulness. Okay. More oh, mindfulness. mindfulness. More mindful. More mindfulness. See, I tried to fix it, and they Word. screwed it up. Salad. Go ahead. Oh, avocados are a great example. People watch videos about how to remove the pit. Maybe they do it once and think, I've got this, and then they end up slicing their hands. I've seen that in I person. I have too. Uh, more mindfulness when interacting with sharp objects with your food would be good for everyone. Uh, all right. Uh, you know what? I want you to read the next one too because oh. it's, it's more up your alley. 
It's Salisbury steak, Civil War health food. I like it's Salisbury. from the Smithsonian.org. So you know so it's real. That quote, the Smith, I can't talk for shit right now. What the hell? Uh, SmithsonianMag.com. <laughs> After 30 years of research, Dr. Salisbury finally published his ideas, setting off one of the earliest American food fads. <sighs> I picture it now. Two oblong ground beef patties taking a gravy bath neatly sequestered in their aluminum compartment to prevent the sauce from bleeding into the tater tots, pea and carrot medley, or most importantly, the apple dessert. A meal for a hungry man or a child of the 1970s with an unsophisticated palate. I considered TV dinners a treat when I was a kid, especially the ones with a built-in dessert. The phrase Salisbury steak no longer sets off my salivary glands, quite the opposite. But it's a lot more appetizing that not that how than how Dr. James Henry Salisbury described the dish before it was named after him. Muscle pulp of beef. What? There was actually a guy named Dr. James Henry Salisbury that there created this. I, I thought it was just named after the, the, nope. the sauce the or whatever. The Salisbury? Nope. The guy's name. There you go. Wow. See <sighs> what happens when you don't pre-read the articles, folks? You just toss them up there? And that may be the least nauseating bit in the scatologically dense 1888 oh. book, The Relations of Ail Ailmentation and Disease. Dr. Salisbury, like many people before and since, believed that food was the key to health and that certain foods could cure illness, especially the intestinal variety. He tested this theory during the Civil War, treating chronic diarrhea among Union soldiers with a diet of chopped up meat and little else. That's funny because that's what I had when I was in the hospital. After 30 years of research, he finally published his idea setting off one of the earliest American fad diets. Healthy ailments or feeding upon such foods as the system can well digest and assimilate. Is this Borg or is this food? It's also a motive of good health. <sighs> Unhealthy ailments, ailmentation always acts as a cause of disease, he wrote, most modern physicians would agree that the sentiment to at least some degree, if not as what constitutes healthy and unhealthy ailmentation. What kind of sentence is that? I don't even know. <laughs> or commonly known as food nowadays. Dude, this is a mess. What, what is that? <laughs> Did you get any more boring? Ah, for Salisbury minced beef Who patties. like this? Go ahead. These, dude, it's the Smithsonian. Uh, minced beef patties were health food. The enemies, believe it or not, were fresh fruit and vegetables when overconsumed at the expense of more substantial ailments. What the hell is he? He wrote, these lead to summer complaints in children. No, diphtheria adds to summer complaints in children. Uh, as for the ill soldiers, the problem with, I don't even know what that says. Emolacious. Yeah, I was gonna say. Let me try diet. to pronounce it. Emolacious sounds pretty pretty right. Emolacious army biscuit diet. I don't. Even, yeah, hardtack is what they were eating. No wonder why they were sick. With not enough variety or nutrients, his prescription: the first step is to wash out the sour stomach and bowels. Oh, and to change the food. I want, what is, what is he using to wash it out? Uh, food selected should be such as to as the least liable to ferment with alcohol and acid yeasts. This is the muscle pulp of beef, prepared as heretofore described, when it affords the maximum of nourishment with the minimum of effort to the digestive organ organs. Wait, no, okay, go ahead. Nothing else but this food, except for occasional change 
to broiled mutton. Okay, Ugh. from what I understand, mm-hmm. and I'm certainly no health expert, because I still have, sitting here, the box of cotton candy Twinkies that yep. I have not touched since the night of our taste testing. But from what I understand, vegetables are far easier to digest. No, absolutely not. They're not? Meat is no, easier to not. digest? Then why when do they I, always make the joke about how a steak's going to sit in your colon for seven days? Because that's when pe- that's, people eat. When I was in the hospital, when I almost died, I was literally. Yes, Lobo, we know you to, almost died. Go ahead. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. <laughs> I was ahead, literally left to beef and white bread. I was not allowed anything that was fruit or vegetable unless it was boiled to within an inch of its life so that it was easier for the plant fiber and cellulose to be broken down by my system. When I got out of the hospital, my restrictions were lessened, and I ate an orange, and I thought I was going to die. Yeah, because the bacteria in your stomach changed, therefore not making it easy for it to digest. I couldn't digest. break it down. Yeah, it was exactly. Horrible. Yeah. So meat, I, I get. Your body breaks down meat a hell of a lot easier. The reason why they tell us that our colon is going to be impacted is because we literally eat nothing but meat. This is for when you're sick. So you can at least get the enzymes and the protein. Okay, whatever. But anyway. Sure. Yeah, okay. You learn something new every day. Whatever. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, in the preface, Salisbury describes the research that led him to this conclusion. In 1854, the idea came to me in one of my solitary hours. Seems like this guy had a lot of solitary hours. To try the effects of living exclusively upon one food at a time. This experiment I began upon myself alone at first. I opened this line of experiments with baked beans. Oh, man, I hope that that must have smelled wonderful. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had not lived upon this food over three days before light beans. <laughs> Before light began to break, something. To, here he goes. I became very flatulent and constipated, head dizzy, ears ringing, limbs prickly, and was wholly unfitted for mental work. Sounds like he was eating uncooked kidney beans. The microscopic ex- examination of passages ah oh, showed that the bean food did not digest. Ah, oh, he was looking at his own shit. <laughs> Wow. Did the intrepid scientist stop there? Of course not. In, fi- in 1858, he enlisted six other Schmillen- Sch- Schlemlians? Schmill- <laughs> I've never seen that in my life. Schlemmels. 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 To come live with him and eat nothing but baked beans. So okay, he's trying I'm to gonna, kill these people. I'm going to Google the word Schlemmels as you're leaving this. Go ahead. He did not mention whether he had a wife who had to be put up to seven flatulent, dizzy mopes in her house. My guess is no. Later, he and four other guys <laughs> subsisted solely on oatmeal porridge for 30 days. Okay. The definition of schlemiel, pronounced schlemel, uh, no, schlemiel, we are pronouncing it correctly, is uh, a stupid, awkward, or unlucky person. <laughs> Me on a daily basis. Other single food experiments followed, leading him to the conclusion that lean beef minced to break down any connective tissue and fully cooked was the best and most easily digested food. By the time the Civil War started in 1861, he he was ready to test his theories on suffering soldiers. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't feel so good. Let me try this on you. Hold still. Forget about your arm that's been removed. When Salisbury's book was published two decades after the end of the war, his ideas caused a sensation. An English woman named Elma Stewart 
extolled the healing virtues of Salisbury's diet in a book described by one observer as being written in a popular and racy style. How do you write a racy style about Salisbury steak? <laughs> Helping to publicize the mincemeat regimen. <sighs> For about two decades, the diet, not the different, not that different when you think about it, from the extreme version of low-carb diets of recent years, was all the rage. Not for another half century would the Salisbury Steaks future TV dinner companions tater tots be invented. By then, Salisbury had been dead almost 50 years, too late to object to such unhealthy ailmentation. Dude, I always had it with, like, mashed potatoes. It was never tater tots. Yeah, that's the gravy and stuff like that. I mean, I you know, you it. can still go out and buy, like, the banquet one, the banquet tray. It comes with, with I don't know, like, I, I, like you're, ne- you're never going to serve this shit at a banquet. But Uh-oh. it comes with, like, I don't know, like, 10 Salisbury steak Tasting patties. More of its encore. It's, yeah, it's, uh, and it's got, like, the, the really weird, like, gravy and stuff. Yeah, I don't it sells- know. It's a brown I mean, gravy with onions. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's not great, but it's it's not bad, you know. But now I look at TV dinners, and it's like you you, you got no. the, you got the the potato stuff, the brownie stuff, and no. the really bad green beans, like in the picture above. Dude, and it's all gross. It is, yeah. Like the only thing you might eat out of it might be the Salisbury steak beef patty. So you gotta be is, careful eating those, man. Yeah, because you don't know what it's made now. out of. So, which isn't right. bad, but it's crappy. Let's read the uh, last story for this segment. World's oldest customer complaint goes viral. I may have really messed up by letting you read that story. Um, ah. This one's not as long, but there are words that I can't pronounce. Some I'll of them may be no, English. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Um, a 3,800-year-old Babylonian tablet from ancient Sumerian city of Ur, is it Ur, Ur? Ur? in Mesopotamia. Now tell, okay, that's the word. What is that one? El- oh, second. Mepiquire, Mepiquire, Mequire, whatever, yeah. is the oldest documented customer complaint known to man. In the clay tablet, a man named Nanny whined to merchant Ea Nasir about how he was delivered the wrong grade of copper ore. Oh, no. How have you tra- <laughs> how have you treated me for that copper, he wrote. Have you withheld my money bag from me in the enemy territory? It is now up, up to you to restore my money to me in full. Good Worst sir. Help. Yelp review ever. <laughs> the message was was written in the Acadian language. Yep. Yeah, I, I got it. Acadian, got it. Good. We're good there. We're Acadian language. We're we're moving on. Uh, and ex- that, and ex- now I can't, can't say, say anything. Can't say steak, motherfucker. And All right. East Semitic language that was spoken in S- ancient Mesopotamia from the 30th century BCE until it was replaced. The tablet was currently sitting in a British museum in London. Uh, Quartz rightfully points out that the amount of effort required to make it gets across the magnitude of Nanny's grievance. So, to reiterate, somebody was so pissed off at somebody for ripping them off at copper with copper or the copper that they received that they took a giant stone well not giant but a fairly sizable piece of rock and they etched you know ding 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 ding. they etched in this customer complaint to this person it's not like writing it on paper or papyrus or on a wall or whatever they chiseled it into a stone uh Earlier this week, pictures of tablet resurfaced on Reddit and has since gone viral with over 64,000 upvotes and 1,000 compliments or comments. That does not say compliments. It says comments. A user of the website website posted a translation of the language by the... Go ahead. Seriologist. Sure. 
uh, A. Leo Oppenheim. It is unknown whether Nanny's complaint was ever resolved. Full transcription of the tablet. (coughs) Be easy for you, right? Okay. Shaking my hands, warming up. Here we go. When you came, you said to me as follows. I give Gamil Sin, when he comes, fine quality copper ingots. You left then, but you did not do what you promised me. You put ingots which were not good before my messenger. This is the era of Donald. This is their equivalent of the Donald Trump of the time. Uh, Sit Sin and said, if you want to take them, take them. If you do not want to take them, go away. Exclamation point. Mm. Uh, What do you take for? (laughs) What do you take me for? That you treat somebody like me with such... with such contempt, and was said compliment, I have sent as messengers gentlemen like ourselves to collect the bag with my money, deposited with you, but you have treated me with the contempt of sending them back to me empty-handed several times, and that through enemy territory. Is there anyone among the merchants who trade with the tallmen who has treated me this way? Question mark. You alone treated my messenger with contempt, exclamation point, on account of that one trifling my, uh, mina of silver which I owe. You, you, f- you feel free to speak in such a way, while I have given to the palace on your behalf 1,080 pounds of copper. 80 pounds, 1,080 pounds, they were using pounds back then at that point? Pounds, pounds, literal pounds. What in God's holy name are you yes. bothering about? Okay. Half a ton. Okay, gotcha. A okay. Lot. Okay, and Umi Aband has likewise given 1,080 pounds of copper, apart from what we both have written on a selected tablet to be a part Sealed. of the Temple of Samus. What'd you say? Sealed, Sealed tablet. English, motherfucker, do you speak Sealed it? tablet, kept at a Temple of Samus. Almost done, folks. Have you treated me for that copper? Uh, you have withheld my money bag from me, and I am... I'm in enemy territory. It is not up to you to restore my money, in parentheses, to me in full. Take what the hell cognizance? Take cognizance that from now on, I will not accept here any copper from you that is not of fine quality. I shall, in parentheses, from now on, select and take ingots individually of my own yard and shall exercise against you my right to reject because you have treated me with contempt. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries. I like elderberries. (sighs) Why would I pick that story to read? I don't know. Actually, the last (laughs) few stories that we've read in this show are painful to read. We need Mm. the old guys from the Muppets yelling at us from the stands right now. What the hell were their names? I don't remember. We'll find out. We're taking a break. (laughs) Jesus. I think I ought to see a doctor. Why do you say that? I'm beginning to like the show. (laughs) Want to get in contact with the show or listen to back episodes? It's easy. Go to www.projectarchivist.com. On the right side of the page, you'll find links to our archives, as well as links on how to get onto our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, it's 734-681-0459. Yes, we do listen to all of them. Or if you want to talk to Lobo directly, you can call 203-212-9975. Yes, that will in fact put you in touch with his cell phone. If he's available, he will take your call and talk to you. If you're just looking to send us an email, you can do that at projectarchivist at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for us on iTunes under the podcast section, or you can stream us right to your phone with the Stitcher Android app for free. Bully, bully, bully. Listen up, all you dapper gents and dishy dames. Why don't you take a hot second, pull up a seat next to the Victrola, and listen along with all your friends on the Alex Cast. Four to five doctors agree that listening to the Alex Cast will stimulate your vigor and put a little bit of pop in that collar. You know what I'm saying, gentlemen, and you might even know what I'm saying, ladies. 
So tune in to the AlexCast, available at all quality podcast dealerships. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, or simply go to AlexCast.com. Alex is spelled with two X's. The extra X stands for extra quality. So what, their name's Statler and Waldorf? Is that what it is? Yep. Statler and Statler. Yeah. All right. This um, sucks. <laughs> we're going to go to the segment of When Humans Attack. I actually had far more stories, but I'm going to hold off on some of them. So we've got two of them here. And you're going to start with one that uh, Aaron sent us from down in Florida a while ago. I am? I thought you were reading the first one. No, I'm reading the one about the guy from oh, Massachusetes. that's right. I'll read the first one then. Fuck, that's dude, right. You go, you're a mass. You're near those mass holes. Why don't you read that we'll one? Then that you're one. like, you're going to read the Florida guy. I uh, am. Um, this is from Eyewitness ABC 7 News. Miami man with no arms charged with stabbing Chicago tourist. Miami, a homeless South Florida man with no arms has been charged with stabbing a Chicago tourist, which is what I just read. Uh, Miami Beach police say 46-year-old Jonathan Crenshaw held a pair of scissors with his feet and stabbed 22-year-old Cesar Coronado just after midnight early Tuesday. When is the date of this article? Because this was a little while ago. This is July 11th, so it wasn't that long ago. Uh, the Miami Herald reports that Crenshaw is a popular fixture in the area known for painting on canvas along with a trendy spot in, in South Beach. I think I know somebody who has one of this guy's paintings no. now that I think about it. I do. I think I know somebody who has one of this guy's paintings. Uh, according to the arrest report, Crenshaw says he was lying down when Coronado approached him and punched him in the head. Police say Crenshaw uh, stabbed Coronado twice and fled. A friend who was traveling with Coronado uh, said they asked Crenshaw for directions when he suddenly jumped up and stabbed Coronado in his arm and he was taken to the hospital. Crenshaw has been charged with aggravated battery. So battery. they went up and asked the guy for directions and the guy just hopped up with a pair of scissors and stabbed him with his feet. I think, apparently. I think there's videos of this guy on YouTube uh, mm. painting with his I, I think I've got to pronounce that word wrong, by the way. What word? What word? What word? What, 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 Fixture. Fixture? What did it's I say? Pronounced, it's pronounced fixture. What did I say? Forget it. It's, never mind. There's a guy that's listening to the show right now that's going to fall off his chair laughing. Is it Top Ramen guy? Top. No, it's no. It's somebody that I know from my past. Okay. All right. Fixtures. Well, let's go to Fox News, the uh, fair and balanced source of odd news. And uh, man bites off golfer's finger at <laughs> finger to the knuckle at Massachusetts Golf Club. Stay classy, Massachusetts. And as you were saying, mass holes, I believe it was? Yes, they're yeah, they're called mass holes down here. No word if his name was Tim Benall or not. Ooh, Probably. that's going to come back and sting. Oh, well, an argument between two golfers at a Massachusetts golf... Well, no, it's, it's a golf club. There's no way he was there. Turned bloody Friday <laughs> when one of the men bit off the other player's finger, reports said. How do you go to a golf resort and get into a fight and bite somebody's finger off? Well, let's read and find out. Police were called to this, uh... Wait! Southers... What? Wait. What? Were there gophers involved? Maybe. Check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if I kill all the golfers, they're gonna lock me up and throw away the key. Gophers! They're great kid, not golfers! The little brown furry rodents! Uh, police were called to Southers Marsh Golf Club in Plymouth around 6.30 p.m. for a report of an altercation between two players. Uh, Plymouth Police Chief Michael Bateri... Sure. Told Boston 25 News when they arrived, they found one man suffering a bite injury to the hand. A 47 year old man who was not identified was arrested at the scene and charged with mayhem. Firefighters arrived at the scene. Hi, I'm mayhem, and I'm going to go to the golf club, and then I'm going to bite your buddy's finger off. Do you Are know you the guy that plays that? Uh, actually, lost part of his fingers from frostbite? No. Fun yeah. fact. 
Yeah. How he's odd. also in John Wick. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 He's a good actor. Yeah. I like yeah. him. Continue on. Uh, firefighters arrived to the scene, discovered the victim had one of his thumbs bitten off to his knuckle. The thumb. W- wow. C- that's tough, man. Uh, see, now that's a misnomer because that's not technically a finger. Well, we're going to get to misnomers soon. Go ahead. Uh be advised an update of the P- from the PD. Apparently, there are two foursomes that got into an altercate alteration. What? It's no say altercation. alteration. So apparently, they're having clothes fitted. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a finger that's been bitten off. <laughs> the victim's lying on the main entrance road between three golf carts. He's laying down. What a wuss! The dispatcher said, according to the station, the man was taken to the hospital and treated for his bite injury. His condition as of Sunday has not been released. It's unclear uh, what led to the fight, but. Or whether alcohol was... Of course, alcohol was involved. He'll... Sir, he'll never hitchhike again. In Massachusetts, the charge of mayhem means a malicious intent to maim or disfigure. The charge carries up to 20 years in prison. It still doesn't explain how this happened. How do you get into a fight at a golf club and tear off somebody else? How do you... What, what the hell? It's golf, man. It's tough. They got bored from walking around. Who the fuck knows? I, I, okay. I, I, I don't know. I just I don't, don't know, dude. Hillbillies. <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving on to yet another new segment of the show. Let me take a selfie. But first, let me take a selfie. Um, I'm, you know what? This When we started this, I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to find one or two stories, and then we're never going to do this segment ever again. Because I just didn't think that this kind of stuff actually happens. I've, I've updated that thinking because of this. Um, it's like... Lately, I've been seeing these videos on Facebook where, like, the woman's got, like, she's trying to put gas in her car, and she pulls up to the pump, and the pump, the hole's on the wrong side of the car, the gas pump thing area. I can't, mm-hmm. the, the gas cap, it's on the wrong side of the car. So she moves the car around, and it's still on the wrong side, and she moves the car, like, four or five times before she finally gets to where it's on the right side of the car. Oof. And then there's another video where the guy is at Sonic, and rather than back the car up, he tries to pull forward, and, you know, I see this stuff, and I'm like, this stuff isn't real. And then I Oh, keep, dude, it's real. Yeah, you keep it's seeing that. It's real. So I've seen the shit in like real life. So now with the whole, you know, the whole let me take a selfie thing was people doing stupid stuff in regards to getting selfies. Yeah, some dude got kicked by a buffalo. Some dude fell off a freaking like a ledge. Uh huh. What Come happens on. all the time. So since then, I've been collecting these stories as they happen. So we're going to start off with ABC News Channel 7 again, which I don't think this one's down in Florida. I also have an uh-uh. ABC Channel 7 News up in Detroit. This is charges pending for man who waded into river full of bears for a selfie. Now, there is a video on this, but if I play it, all you're going to hear is a bunch of running water. But in the video, there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, possibly six bears. Dude, they're not just regular bears, no, dude. They're grizzlies. Those are grizzlies. Yeah, they're big bears. So anyways, King Salmon, Alaska, a man who was caught on camera wading into a river full of feeding bears to snap a selfie could soon face charges, according to the National Park Service. The man was part of a group of three people who MPS said entered a closed area of the Ketamai National Park and Preserve in Alaska. Sorry to our Alaskans. Earlier this month, on Explorer.org's popular bear cam captured the man as he waded into the water 
water knee-deep while five bears fed in the river nearby. After snapping his selfie, the man was mauled to death by bears. No, the man I remained wish. in the river for approximately 90 more seconds, taking photos and observing the bears before returning to the shore. This dude is damn lucky. Granted, I don't yeah, think the bears is. would have made it through the water that fast to him. Oh, but dude, are you kidding me? This, you I, know how fast a charging bear moves? Yeah, I, I don't know. You don't have any hope. I don't know. I, I've been taken out by Paddington at least once. Uh, it's not clear wow. if the bears who were feeding at the time noticed the man. No, because he'd be dead. Uh, people watching the webcam did notice the man, though, and they contacted park rangers to report his behavior. Um, now, God, oh, <laughs> I don't even want to go where my brain is going right now. Rangers made contact with the man and are finalizing charges against the group whose identities have been not been released. Visitors must stay more than 50 yards away from the bears using the concentrated food source, according to park regulations. Uh, disruptions in the feeding could impact the bears' ability to survive through the winter and could also lead to an altercation, park officials said. People need to recognize that these are wild brown bears. These visitors are lucky they escaped the situation without injury. The possible consequences for the bears themselves could have been disastrous. Yeah, they could have ate your ass. Uh, yeah. Park Superintendent Mark Sturm explained in his statement, which I'm not going to click because it's just going to say the same damn thing that I just read. Yep. So this dude who is either a dumbass or has balls of mega iron. No, he's dumb. He's dumb. Just, I'm going to go dumb. in the water and get pictures with bears. I don't know, man. I... I don't even know if I get He's out dumb. of the vehicle because they can no. like rip through shit with their claws. Yeah, dude. Yeah. 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 I watched one destroy a freaking uh, caravan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to yet another outrageous forest ranger act. Let me let you want to be the one that corrects this or dude, do you it's want a me lie to right off the bat. It's a lie. Well, We're going to state that emphatically. Well, something does happen, but they're overstating yes. the situation. And this yeah. of all places comes from people magazine, people.com. So um, go ahead and, and fire away. Ranger hoping to get selfie with captured 35-foot python gets choked by snake and said, that's the lie part. This thing's like maybe tops out at 10 feet. Yeah. Maybe it's 10 not 35 feet. feet. There's a video. 35 foot, dude, not a chance. Yeah. Dude, don't get me wrong. A 10-foot snake can choke you. It, it can kill you. Well, the no 35 question. foot it's not is just there for you. clickbait. And most people yeah, aren't going to look at it and go, oh my God, that's actually 35 feet. But we did. Well, so, you never anyways, know. Go ahead. Uh, it's time to remind the general public, again, never attempt to take a selfie, up-close photo with a wild animal. It's dangerous for the animal. It's dangerous for the human. It's just dangerous. Unfortunately, this message didn't reach the forest ranger in Japogori, I don't know, India, before he decided to take a few casual selfies with a recently captured 35-foot rock python. Bye. Okay, stop. Rock pythons do not grow to that size. Reticulated pythons and... Uh, what is it? Reticulated and Burmese are the two largest pythons in the world. And then the anaconda is the largest pi largest snake by girth. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? Not a rock python. According to... Shh, dude, knock it off. I see you're listening to your stupid drivel all the time. I'm good. According to, according to Gators News... We just read an article about Salisbury State. I know. And you didn't fall asleep. I know. Why was one reading it? That's why. You were actually... Uh, you were the reading it, though. Yeah. According to Cater's News, Ranger Sanjay Dutta and his team caught the massive snake after getting calls from the reptile killing and eating local goats. No. That snake did not kill or no, eat any local goat. No, did not goat. kill a goat. Maybe someone's rabbits. Dutta and his colleagues were able to track down the python, but instead of putting the snake in a sack to move it elsewhere, Dutta decided to wear the live animal like a feather boa. How would he wear a 35-foot-long snake? It's what not kind of sack would he feet. put in? Yeah. 
Uh, the ranger reportedly flung the snake's the python's head over his shoulder and started taking photos with locals while wearing the snake. Rock pythons are non-venomous, opting to kill their pay with constriction. No, they don't opt to kill them. They're literally constrictors. They don't go, hmm, I don't have teeth, so I'm going to sh- choke people out. Ugh. It didn't take long for the agitated snake to uh, resting at Duda's shoulders around his neck. That's not written right. No, none Anyways, of these are. <laughs> his neck to give in to natural urges and start constricting around the men. Man, a uh, video of the shocking incident shows Duda change from smiling proud ranger to panicking, choking snake victim in a matter of seconds. Now, that Good. part is true. The, the video is. is. And I, I hate to say it, but. It didn't it, wrap it, around his neck completely, dude. It, it, it is funny. It is funny. It is. I found it humorous. I'm trying to watch the movie, but I'm trying to watch the video. But right now, there are scenes from Cannonball Run. Run, rest yeah. in peace. But anyways, Burt Reynolds, yeah, died. Sorry, Burt. Sorry, Burt. Anyways, Burt. go ahead. Footage shows Duda staggered away from the groups gathering to take photos of the reptile. Duda is eventually helped by another man who assists in pulling the powerful python off the ranger. He could have gotten it off himself. In Duda's description, the snake's capture, he conveniently leaves the choking incident out. Yeah, because it wasn't a big deal. I received a call about a python that was devouring a goat near a school. No, it didn't happen. I reached the, I reached the spit immediately and rescued the snake. It's, it is 35 feet long. No, no it's not. No. It might be five feet long. Maybe that should say five feet long. It is suspected the snake swam to the village from a nearby river. No, it didn't happen either. The ranger told uh, Cater's News, neither Duta nor the snake were harmed during the altercation. Unfortunately, uh-huh. Duta did live. Yeah, that's true. The python was later transported to that place forest and released. Okay, so moving on. Uh, this one takes place. This is from TheGuardian.com. Selfish, oh boy, here we go. Selfish selfie takers cause Travi Fountain fisticuffs. Eight-person fight ensues after tourists battle for best spot in front of the Roman monument. That is a cool monument. That is pretty mm. damn sweet. But why, did they just open this or know. something? Or did just, just no, people? No, a long time. Did, why are all these people, like, can, is this all they do is they just continuously flock here to get yeah. a picture in front of it? I mean, it's yeah. cool. It's nice looking. It's pretty neat. Uh, two tourists quest for the perfect selfie has caused a brawl at Rome's Travi, uh, Travi, 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 Travi Fountain. Probably Travi. Yeah. Fighting broke out after a 19-year-old woman from the Netherlands and a 44-year-old Italian-American woman wanted to of take course. selfies at a prime spot in front of the monument mm-hmm. at the same time. The incident happened on Wednesday evening at the time of day when the light makes the fountain perfect for a backdrop. And why is the picture at night? Anyways, uh, what started as an exchange of words between the woman became a physical fight and then their prospective family members joined in. Lord. <laughs> Neither of the women wanted to give away, well, give away over the perfect selfie spot so they're just gonna brawl it out and whoever's yeah. like left over is gonna be the one taking the picture the sure. newspaper la republica reported eight people ended up becoming involved in the fight in front of the startled onlookers can you imagine this brawl just busting nope. out uh two police nope. officers managed to quell the fight but the truce lasted only a few minutes and two more officers had to be called in to finally end it the tourists four own- people what oh. four cops oh okay. we're able to break yeah. it up <laughs> Uh, the tourists only sustained bruises, but were charged over the violence. Trevi Fountain, Trevi Fountain, designed by the architect Nica, Nicola Salvi, yep. uh, and completed. I, I, they're like standing over my shoulder. Yep, nope, nope, yep, nope, nope. Now I can't read that word. Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Yeah, Giuseppe Panini. Panini. Panini, I said it right. Giuseppe Panini mm, in 1762 attracts thousands of visitors each year. Here you go. It's at the not site a new one. were increased after a 1.4 million pound facelift in 2015. That chick in front of that picture is hot. Oof. Yeah, she dude. She is very, 
Um, That's uh, an old picture, too. Wow. Very desirable. Last Eat year, Eckberg. Ooh. Uh, last year, Rome pledged to crack down on bad behavior involving the city's fountains, imposing fines of up to 240 euros or 215 pounds. Is that pounds? Is that the yep. symbol for pounds? Okay. Mm-hmm. For for a couple caught snacking or camping on the fountains, pedestrians dipping their feet into the water or going for a swim. How do you camp on the fountain? What does that mean? Like you're just hanging out, chilling? All right, whatever. Residents are particularly irked by tourists who try to recreate the scene from Federico Fellini's film Le Dolce Vida, in yep. which the late Swedish actor Anita Ekberg wades into the fountain. She That's was, her. That's yeah. the picture. She was gorgeous. She is hot. Your roadmap to the strange and unusual begins with the Travel Oddities podcast, the only paranormal travel show in the universe with Harley. They say it looks like a horse. This thing's a nat Unless somebody got a really early release of Star Wars, then I, I'm calling bullshit. Amy. I will get rid of my guns. Stop. You're like microphone Hitler or something. And Brett, would you look better shitting in public as a naked man or as a werewolf? Find them on iTunes, Stitcher, or at TravelRodities.com. Your adventure awaits. All right, since you're in pain, we're going to wrap this up as quick as we can now. Get through that right there. Now. We're going we're gonna to close out the show with these last three articles, which might be a little long, but who knows. Uh, let's go to the Daily Dot. And you're going to read it. A mountain lion invaded a woman's living room. And she used to yeah, and she to used calm it down. <laughs> Bullshit. Earlier this month, while apparently seeking refuge from wildfires in Oregon, a mountain lion entered Taylor's home after drinking from her fountain outside of her back door. According to Taylor, the cat tried to leave through the closed window after somebody in the house screamed and then hid behind the sofa. But instead of trying to shoo the animal outside or running, hiding, and calling the cops on a potentially dangerous animal, Taylor said she had a better idea. Try to communicate it with tele- on a telepathic level. Okay. Sure. Wrote Taylor on her Facebook uh, post. Cats are extremely psychic and perceptive to energy, and this lion could have been dangerous in an energy field it's not of a lion, fear. Is it? Anger. Yeah, it's mountain lion. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I was thinking like lion to lion. Go ahead. Kuna Matata. In fact, before a consciously elevated, I consciously elevated the energy field and entertained her to a fetus state. A housemate had shouted and slammed a door upon seeing her, and the lion was frightened, agitated, and determined to exit through the closed window. Once the energy shifted, she calmed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she was so quiet and it was obvious uh, from the position of her feet on the wall that she was lying down, I went outside to see through the window where she, what she was doing. She was sleeping. Of course she was, because all the humans left the building. When I made a noise, she woke up and looked startled, so I consciously raised my frequency, <laughs> gazed lovingly into her eyes, and communicated <laughs> using feline speak eye blinking to calm her. <sighs> it was amazing to realize that this worked. I gazed lovingly, then blinked hard, and she did it back. Then she went back to sleep. This video taken by Taylor seems to show a sleepy mountain lion enjoying I'm not from the video. some rest t- time. I'm not clicking uh, when the woman, when the animal woke again, woke up. Taylor wrote that I again connected in a loving way and communicated to the animal through blinking. <laughs> read the that animal, again. Isn't that how Christopher Reeve talked too? <laughs> read that again. I again Why? connected to and again connected in a loving way and communicated yeah. to the animal through blinking. Yeah, blinking, just like Christopher Reeve. The animal then returned to her slumber. Oh my God. Taylor wrote that the lion slept behind the sofa for the next for more than six hours. 
here's how Taylor said she got the mountain lion to exit the house. I threw a shoe at her and screamed. No. Uh, wrote Taylor. It was a couple hours to dawn, and we needed to prompt to prompt her to leave without alarming her so much that she panicked. I sent telepathic, telepathic pictures. No, telepathic is fine. The, <laughs> I sent tilapia to her for the route, routes out of the house via open doors and a route to the backyard. Wait, across wait, the wait, 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 Okay, so this lady says that she sent telepathic pictures into the cat's brain to say, okay, go here. Turn right. To, what is this? Is this like telepathic way, kitty ways? Is that is that totally. what she's going for here? Exactly. Oh, yes. okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm I'm on that level. I'm now. trying to get through this row. I know. I know. I'm sorry. An open field and out the back into the hills. We got guidance at the house. The way to rouse her and get her to leave this safe spot behind the sofa without panicking was through drumming. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, we called in native ancestor support and started drumming. <laughs> she roused and knew just what to do, walking out through the open doors, through the yard, across the creek, and through the empty field behind us exactly where we had shown her. It's easy to say that now. Taylor wrote, she, uh, she's confident the mountain lion won't be back, and it was a perfect ending to a blessed encounter that could have been dangerous if approached from a lower frequency. Oh, my God. Read Taylor's entire post here. Nope. And make sure not to invite any mountain lions into your home if you can help it. No, nah, I'm done, dude. <laughs> I'm done. I apologize. I'm really yeah. sorry. Ugh. Okay, we're going to move on to Gawker.com. This is from 2014. Uh, police say a man with no hands and no legs is armed and on the run. Authorities His name in, was Matt. The Florida, uh, authorities in Florida, we're back there again, folks, in Florida are searching for an, ar- an armed quadruped amputee who's reported been on the run since Tuesday. Is that a misnomer? Hoping to question him about his involvement in a double murder. I, I don't mean to laugh at the guy's yeah, do. situation, but how does Those a man with art, arms and legs, how is he armed? Is he going to shoot you with his mouth gun? I'm sorry. Again, I'm probably don't being judge. really offensive here. Um, okay. Sean, dick, guys. what's his last name? How's he pronounce that last name? Sean I don't know. Petra, Petrazino? It's called reading. Top to bottom, left to right. Group words together as a sentence. Did I ever say sure. I didn't send you this article, did I? Nope. Oh, no, no, no. We have, we're going to send this no, to you. No, just keep no, reading. No, 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 no. Come on, You're in pain dude, and I have to stretch this out. Okay, okay. Oh, oh. Dude, you stretch it out, I'm going to start getting fucking pissed. Okay. Uh, God Sean, damn it, you don't fucking listen. Did you, You're clicking it, aren't you? Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Yeah? No, I'm not! Okay, dude, whatever. All right, you're, you're a wet blanket. Reported that he lost wet his blanket. leg. I got a fucking hole in my stomach that hurts, you <laughs> asshole! Easy, easy, whoa, you gotta calm down there, Chuck. Reportedly lost his legs, laugh. hands, I'm and parts of his arms to a bacterial meningitis my years God, ago. Police say he moved talking? in with his parents last week after separating from his wife amid some serious financial issues. Both of his her- parents were both found dead Tuesday morning after Sean's mother, Nancy Petrozino, failed to show up for her job at a, as a school teacher. So Sean Petro, whatever, was last seen at an ATM surveillance camera Tuesday morning, although police say he's currently a person of interest and not an official... You should look this guy up and see whatever happened to him. Person of interest and not an official suspect in the double murder. A spokesman did caution that he's armed with a gun. A prosthetics, ex- prosthetics, prosthetics expert 
Uh, expert told Orlando Sentinel, you don't need a hand to shoot both of your parents, just the will, as most guns can apparently be fired by handless without special devices. Uh, okay, take us to the very last one, and I'm going to look up what happened to this guy. Hopefully he got arrested. Thousand human teeth uncovered in an excavation of Australian subway. They found the tooth fairy. Workers excavated a subway line in Melbourne, Australia, recently uncovered a gruesome surprise. More than a thousand human teeth, many of them riddled with enormous cavities. Uh, there was no suspicion of foul play. The teeth had been discarded by a dentist, a man named J.J. Foster, who practiced uh, at the turn of the 20th century, and several of the nearby dentists on the same block. After the teeth were yanked from the gums of their owners, according to Melbourne news site The Age, Foster worked as a dentist at 11 Swanson Street in Australian state of Victoria from 1898 to the, until the 1930s. And the site of his former practice is currently part of an archaeological dig, archaeological, by the Victoria government. Now halfway uh, to completion, the six-month project is being conducted in preparation for building the new metro tunnel stations, the Australian Broadcasting Company reported. Enormous gaping holes in many of the recovered teeth suggest that their former owners endured years of an agonizing pain before the teeth were finally ah. extracted. Uh, representatives of the metro tunnel first shared photos of the finds on August 17th in a tweet. You tweet shit like that out? I guess. The images include half a set of dentures, a tooth with a gold filling, and a handful of assorted molars and incisors. At the time of the photo, the workers had unearthed 200 teeth. They were found inside an iron pipe and scattered in sediment nearby. The teeth were probably flushed down a drain, what? according to the tweet. So they just know. all piled up in one spot? Apparently. The items, uh, which also included a tooth with a gold filling... Uh, are thought to date between 1898 and 1930 and were found throughout the yard and within the iron plumbing pipe, probably flushed down a drain. By August 22nd, archaeologists had identified more than 1,000 teeth, according to the Metro Tunnel tweet. Video clips showed uh, conservators cleaning the objects, stained enamel, uh, likely with more care and attention than the teeth had received in their life. Uh, tooth of consequences. Oh, perfect teeth make a perfect smile. Read one of the Forster's newspaper ads from February 5th, 1924. The document is digitally preserved by Victoria's Public Record Office. The ad further promised that his practice would be capable, would cap was capable of removing teeth uh, truthfully without pain. All right, Scott, okay. stop there because it doesn't go much further and go right to the next paragraph. At the dawn of the 20th century, Dennis pulled teeth with forceps and levers using cocaine. And that can get you really high. Nitrous oxide and Novocaine <laughs> to numb like, the pain. Doctor, I've got a really bad tooth. Your teeth are fine, sir. No, 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 no. No, you really don't understand. My teeth hurt. Give me my cocaine. <laughs> Nitrous and cocaine. Okay. Hey, man. Really, Whatever really works. High. And there were far less effective ways, uh, less effective than today's uh, anesthetics. Evan said, uh, fillings were often performed without anesthesia whatsoever. God. Oof. My friend does that. Oh, my God. She loves the feeling. Ah, she's oh, weird. my God. With the patient feeling every excruciating vibration as the dentist manually ground the cavity with a pedal-driven drill. Oh, my Evan God. said. Uh, alongside Forrester's dental detritus, archaeologists dug up about half a million artifacts, including child slingshot, a jet earring molded after the mourning jewelry worn by Queen Victoria, and a glass pipe used to smoke opium. Oh, nice. It just gets better. Uh, 
though early 20th century tooth extraction was inarguably horrific, there was very small silver lining to it. Dental work was typically executed in the home of the patient or dentist, so there was a far lower risk of infection than there was for uh, procedures performed in operating theaters, which were far more likely to be brimming with dangerous microbes, according to the New York Academy of Medicine. So, doing a quick Google search on that guy. Uh, quadruple, quadruple amputee killer. Dead in Memphis, adult son kills himself in traffic stop one week after his parents were found dead in a Florida double murder. Um, wow. Looking at the pictures of him, he uh, he looks pretty, comp- you know, he looks like he can get around. He actually does have arms. He doesn't quite have hands, and I, he has obviously some, you know, like legs that he's learned to walk on. But it mm. doesn't. I, I didn't read the rest of the article. So the uh, the guy was stopped at traffic and then killed himself at a traffic stop. And That's rough. I'm not going to go into the whole extent of the argument, but seeing the picture, I could see how this, the guy could probably pull something like this off. You know, mm. for the most. But just based on it's not. It, it's not. He's not just a torso with no arms and legs. For the most part. Well, that's good to know. So, yeah, I guess, sure. I, I just wanted to follow up with it because it was an old story. I wanted to find out if he was actually caught. In and now he's and, dead, and bro. How does that dead. make you feel inside? Yes. I don't know. I know what. Okay, the guy. You heartless bastard. Sure, whatever. I could go for some cocaine, Novocaine, nitrous oxide. They were supposed to actually put a filling in my tooth two weeks ago. How's that working out? It, well, since then, the pain has, has very much subsided. But then again, I've been on a steady oh, diet of, Mot- of uh, Motrin here and there. But, um, yeah, I go into, like my tooth was aching badly, and I was waking me up at night. So I go into the dentist, and I'm like, you need to do a root canal on this tooth right here. They do x-rays. He comes back. He's like, we're not seeing any signs of inflammation, no swelling. There's no cracks in your teeth. Everything looks fine inside your tooth. I'm like, it's in a lot of pain. Well, I'm going to prescribe you with some Motrin 800s, and uh, we'll give it about a week, and you can call me back. And since then, the pain has very much subsided, so I've been weaning myself off of Motrin. Um, you know, I'm a Motrin junkie now. Um, nice. And we'll take That's it from good. there. Whereas you have a big gash in your stomach. So mm-hmm. I'm amazed we made it through this show. So am I. Considering we put it together at the very last, literally at the last minute. Like mm-hmm. 45 minutes before we pressed record, I threw links out there. And then we had to scramble for some. And then we had internet issues as well. Yep. So anyways, uh, we will be having a show next week. Not a, I think we've got a guest lined up. I have to find out for sure. I'm doing like triple duty this week because I'm going to be recording another show for later use next month. And then we're recording a show next Saturday. And I think the following Saturday on the 29th, I'm going to be taking off. And then the first week of October, we have a large guest lined up to come in. And uh-huh. yeah, I know we're babbling. And uh, I guess let's call it good. And uh, yeah. that's it. You need to go lay down and medicate mm-hmm. yourself. What are you medicating yourself with these days? Uh, Ibuprofen. No. That's what I figured because you weren't taking the other stuff. Nope. I had a bunch of other shit that we were going to talk about, but I'm flummoxed and beat from reading all these stupid articles. <laughs> yes. So. Uh. You, uh, you go down and continue losing your mind out of boredom. Do you go back to work next week? Monday. Why? 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 I sit at a bench. <sighs> are you doing this by choice or are you doing this voluntarily? Like, could you take more time off if you wanted to? Be I suppose honest. I could. Yeah. I have to go back to work, man. I understand that. But, did, you know, did, did they say minimal of one week or did they say yes? You Seven can go- to ten days. That was and a- to do what I am comfortable with. I sit at a bench all day. Okay. Wow. Man, good luck with that. Have fun. Yeah, rock. Because uh-huh. I didn't make too many arrangements for the show because I didn't know what state you were going to be in. So... <laughs> 
pain. Yeah, whatever. All right. But nowhere near where I started. So we're, yes, we're done. I'm I'm calling it good here because we're oh, burned out. So uh, yeah, this is Rogan. Peace out from Detroit. This is Lobo with no hernia in Connecticut. Peace. Bye. Don't you think? A little too.